This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rhodes. Well, there we go. So, there we go. where do we boldly go now? Well, we boldly got back, didn't we? We're, we're, we're not long William gone. Shatner, at the age of 90, has boldly gone into space and boldly come back. I saw a rather nice thing on Twitter saying we should all wear monkey masks when he lands. Oh, that would have been wonderful. <laughs> that would have been wonderful. Yeah, we should have got... Who's that yeah. wonderful magician who can make monuments disappear? He should have... Yes, he should have covered the... The Statue of Liberty should have exactly. just, been, just been the top little bit exactly. emerging Wouldn't from the that sand. That would have been brilliant. So I watched it, and um, it was so badly filmed. Though so you oh. could just make out the, uh, the the rocket, you know, as it blasted off, you know, way up into space. They thought they could just get a better lens on their camera, and so you could see it clearly. And then yes, when it landed, because you know where he could buy one from. Exactly. <laughs> Next <laughs> I mean, day know. delivery. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, for him, they might even do it that mm. afternoon. So it ended up with uh, them sitting there for quite a long time, waiting for their support vehicles to come and let them out. And then they let them out, and they were filming it directly into the sun. So all you could see was the shadowy faces of uh, Shatner and Jeff Bezos. Um, and Shatner was trying to say something, but they couldn't get the microphone near enough because you couldn't quite hear what he was saying. <sighs> Really badly filled. And then Jeff Bezos, which rather upset me, actually, he um, he got a bottle of champagne, took the lid off, shook it up, sprayed it over people, and then he had a half bottle of champagne on his in his hand, and he just threw it on the ground. And I thought... But it's actually, probably a minion to pick it up for him. But... Yeah, but that, I thought, just sums up the whole, the whole pointless, ludicrous expense of sending people into space for 11 minutes. Yes. You know, just yes. this just wanton waste of resources. Mm. So I was I was I thought that was just a, such a bad thing for him to do. We have to feel anyway, slightly happy for Captain Kirk. I mean We do. You know, you know, yeah, I mean, he, 90, especially I know, 90. quite extraordinary. Uh, he, he, you know, it's a shame, of course, that he didn't, you know, wear his Captain Kirk uniform. He should have done. He probably wasn't. He might have had to let it out a little bit. <laughs> just a tad. <laughs> yes. Anyway, it was also uh, revealed back to Earth this week that Prince Charles, who drives a 1969 Aston Martin, uh, runs it on ethanol, bioethanol, no less, right. which is made from surplus English white wine and the whey from cheesemaking. Well, hang on, why is this? Well, hold on, hold on. Oh, sorry, I missed a very good gag then. Tell me again. Yes. I hope he drives carefully. Was uh, a oh. comment I saw. Oh, that's wonderful! That's wonderful. Mm. Sorry, I interrupted because I, I I was so shocked by the phrase "surplus English white wine." Why yes. is there surplus wine? I'm happy to take it off them, and I I would run me on it instead. Yes, of <laughs> indeed. Well, I don't know why there is surplus. Maybe it's the stuff that's you know too bad even to put into bottles and sell to you. Oh, well, I'm mm. disappointed by that. Well, that's very yes. impressive. Um, it is. 
Yes, I don't think James Bond's yet driving a, a, an Aston Martin running on uh, surplus English wine and, and wet. Uh, surplus no, martinis, possibly, would go even faster. They certainly would, wouldn't they? They'd motor along. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, while he was driving, if he went over any bumps, they'd be shaken and not stirred. Oh, very good. Yes, indeed. Very good. Anyway, back down to Earth, or rather back up in the sky. No, from the sky, back down to Earth again. We are bouncing around an awful lot today, aren't we? Sky. Sky, yes. who um, pioneered those ghastly satellite dishes that sprout all over yes, yes. houses, blocks of flats, office blocks, whatever. They have just announced Sky Glass. Sky Glass being their new smart TVs, which mm. are cable-based and, uh, and not satellite-based. And so a few interesting things about them. So they are smart TVs and they will support not only Sky, but you know everything else that smart TVs support mm. as well. And you can talk to them. And they wake up when you walk in the room, which is a bit scary. Um, and you say, hello, Sky, to, uh, to, to, to trigger them. Which well, is it's like something of... out of How to Be Top. What was it? it Fothering A. Thomas. Hello, Sky. Hello, Clouds. Exactly. Exactly. You're the kind of person who wakes up with a spring in his step and says, hello, <laughs> Sky, every morning. You're going to wake up your TV, which is not what you want. Anyway, it learns I can think of habits. some people who like something in front of the TV to who the phrase, hello, Sky, might not come naturally. No, indeed. Hmm. Indeed. So they um, it learns your habits, and it will su suggest new programs for you, even if those programs are on the uh, on Netflix or on your Xbox. Mm -hmm. uh, they will be building a video chat camera into it next year, and the uh, the really curious thing is uh, they're they're selling it for thirteen pounds a month for the TV only, or thirty nine pounds a month with all the content you can eat. Uh, so it's interesting that they are going. Uh, in the direction of your monthly rental, much as you're paying for Netflix or for your broadband or whatever, because they recognise that that's how a lot of young people buy things. They don't go out and buy a TV. They will now rent one from, from Sky. Oh, I think the whole render are back to the days of radio rentals. We are back to But not the rentals. little box on the wall that you switch. It always used to fascinate me. We didn't have one, but I used to go to other people's houses. and You, you would change channels, I think, by switching this Bakelite knob. On the wall, if I remember. Baker Light Knob was on the television. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yes, and you had to switch from 405 to 625 lines if you wanted. Oh, no, no, it TV wasn't. TV no, no, no. If you got had a radio rentals TV, it was different. It was as if it, I can't remember now, and I may have this wrong. It was as if, it was as if BBC and ITV were plumbed in different ways. Oh, and you, you, how curious. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, if you don't like the idea of giving all your data and, in fact, video to Rupert Murdoch, you should remember that Rupert Murdoch no longer owns Sky. <laughs> oh, I see. So, uh, what? It was, it was bought by Comcast yes. uh, three years ago for £30 billion, pounds, mm. which is a lot of money, isn't it? And I'm sure there are people you can trust with all your data. Oh, I'm absolutely sure of it. Yeah. And talking of TV. Oh, I was going to play one of these. I'll play one of those. <laughs> and yeah. talking of bizarre futuristic jingles. Just, yes. just, just try to adapt my segue there. Yes. Um, Squid Game, which is uh, the Korean TV sort of version of uh, Hunger Games, more or less, mm. with added violence. Mm. The most popular program that Netflix has made, most popular program that's ever been on television, they're saying now, which I find hard to believe. Gracious. And it's certainly uh, different to Morecambe and Wise. 
from what I understand. It, it is quite different to Morkman Wise. And they uh, they show in the game a phone number on a card that you can dial if you want to take part in Squid Games. And of course, they always use fake numbers. In America, mm. they use 555 with every numbers, which mm. is... Uh, but they little... used to. They've actually diverged from that a little. It's been a while since I've seen a 555 number. They've, they've got a bit cannier. They've obviously got others they can now use. Ah. Okay. I thought the 555 was a signal, don't phone this number because it doesn't exist. Well, yes, but obviously obviously, I think people were getting so wise to the yeah. 555 was an obvious fake number. Anyway, you were saying. Well, my son's phone number curiously has 555 in the middle of it. Oh. And I look he's not your real son. I look forward to the day he tries to log it on, the, on an American website. <laughs> anyway, it turns out that if you add 010 to the number they show, mm-hmm. uh, which is the standard mobile prefix, it gives you the number of a woman in Korea who is oh. thoroughly fed up at having received over 4,000 calls and messages uh, from people trying to take part in Squid Games. Oh, good grief. Yes. Uh, the oh, uh, the presidential oh, candidate Hu Kyung Young offered a hundred million won to buy the number from her. Um, Sixty thousand pounds is the equivalent. Well, he would have had to do all the calls then. He would have had to all, but all the people phoned up and said, "No, I can't get you on Squid Games." But if you vote for me, Squid Game and uh-huh. the whole world will be like Squid Games, which is maybe not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, possibly not. I haven't actually watched it yet. I get the impression it is appallingly violent and thus really not for my delicate sensibilities. Possibly not. I will report back and tell you which bits you can watch without your fingers in front of your eyes. Thank you. Thank you. On now to uh, palimpsests. And I'm sure you know what a palimpsest is. Uh, we haven't talked about them much. We haven't. A palimpsest is a work of art that has been covered up by a subsequent work of art. Yes. We have it with books and as well as works of art, don't we? Or have I, am I wrong about that? Uh, yes, it can go yeah. with any, yeah. any work of art, yes, anything on paper. And uh, when Picasso painted his uh, Blind Man's Meal, um, he painted it over an existing painting. And the Morph Gallery, M-O-R-F, I haven't heard of the Morph Gallery, but apparently there is such a thing in London, has decided to try and reveal the painting that's underneath. So what they've done is they've found out what the painting looks like with x-rays, which shows mm-hmm. a little black and white version of it. And they've got the assistance of a, a neuroscientist and a physicist at UCL to reproduce the original Picasso um, using artificial intelligence coupled with 3D printing to reproduce the brushstrokes. And so they have brought back to life a Picasso painting that Picasso himself had painted over. Isn't that marvellous? That's quite extraordinary. It is. I remember some years how, ago. How do we know, of course, if it's right? You can't really. Got to no. say their word for it, really, haven't we? You've got to take their word for it. Will they be able to sell it as a genuine Picasso? Possibly not. Mm. But, you know, we get people like us talking about it. I was talking some years ago to the curator at um, Windsor Castle, who uh, or was at Hampton Court. One of, one of those royal palaces, anyway. Yeah. Yes. Told me that they had a painting you of. To so many, you just can't remember which one's which. Exactly. Yes. Um, and he told me that they had a, uh, a painting of Henry VIII, and when they cleaned it, they found there was another painting of Henry VIII underneath, and, and they found another one underneath that. So as time had gone on, he had had the painting updated to, to match his new appearance, so he wasn't constantly oh, reminded of how youthful he was. And their problem, of course, was where do you stop? Yes, but yeah. that would be fascinating to apply the same technique. You could then get the two, and that would Absolutely. be really interesting, getting it, the earlier 
um, pictures and showing them side by side with the it really the would, latest you know? one yeah. would be fantastic. Yeah. Well, if you could remember what he was the this was about you could 25 years ago but oh, if, well, I, may, if i bump may, into him again he may have retired yes have <laughs> um oh i think it's probably time just for us to take a quick a I quick breather think so. sharing ideas about money this is share radio it's Gadgets and Gizmos on Share Radio. I'm Simon Rose. He's Steve Kaplan. Now, where are you taking... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yes, now. We're going slightly up in the air, but not nearly as far as William Shatner went. Good, I'm getting quite we're crazy going, with all this. We're going up telegraph poles. Oh. Because fiber optic cables, are they are the future, certainly. Uh, more than satellite dishes and certainly more than the old copper cables. The trouble mm. is, unlike copper cables, they are um, brittle and they're subject to adverse temperature variations. So they will sag and they break, so they tend to put them underground. And putting any cables underground is a very laborious process, as you've know, if you've had your road dug up recently, and I'm sure you have, I'm always having my road dug up for one no, reason or another. Oddly enough, um, they, they seem to have managed to get um, fibre in the road. I believe it exists, but I don't, they've never actually dug it up that yeah. I can recall. Well, managed to I mean, my actual broadband still comes in on a copper wire from a telegraph pole. Yes, that could be why you don't get terribly fast broadband. Yeah. Or maybe you will soon, because Facebook, Ooh. of all people, have got a new robot, and they're calling it Bombix. Bombix, as I'm sure you know, being the Latin for silkworm. I did not know that. You didn't know. That's because you've been, you didn't watch the most recent um, JK Rowling TV series in which there were Bombixes aplenty, Bombices, possibly. Uh, no, I didn't, didn't watch it. I'm anyway, rather glad now. So what the Bombix robot does is it crawls along existing telegraph power lines and it wraps a fiber optic cable along it. And when it gets to uh, one of the telegraph poles, it has this really clever mechanism. You can see it on YouTube where it climbs over the top of the pole and then reattaches itself to the power line. It's very good. And they, uh, they're aiming for laying one kilometer of fiber optic cable in 90 minutes, which is actually quite fast. The problem being that they, the machine can't carry a, a kilometer's worth of cable because it's too heavy. So what they're doing is they're reducing the cable from 96 fibers down to 24, so it won't be quite as fast as it would have been, or something. Okay, and I stress seems... the or something. I don't quite understand <laughs> how fiber optic cables work, even slightly. Oh, well, that's quite extraordinary. In the meantime, I'll quite happy with my telegraph bell on the copper wire so you should be except my neighbor's tree is climbing rather dangerously close to it i'm gonna to have to go around and ask them if i can chop it down a little bit i can't imagine that um copper um telephone cable really likes having a tree growing over it oh i don't know it might it might really enjoy it, it might well, make up and rather yes. than thinking hello sky you could think hello leaves mm, yes change for it yeah no we know no, leaves are disastrous for absolutely everything yes i imagine they are Oh, uh, so on now to IKEA. 
where you go and buy your furniture and other gadgets and indeed gizmos for your house. And mm. fairly soon, you'll be able to buy your entire house from Ikea. Or rather, Ooh. from their subsidiary Boklock or Boklock. Mm. I don't know how you pronounce it. They give funny names for things. I was once in Ikea some years ago and I bought a standard lamp and I wanted to get lamps, uh, bulbs for it while I was there. Mm. And it said on the packaging, use only non-halogen lamps. And they were so keen that you shouldn't use halogen lamps, they put non in capital letters. So I looked around and I couldn't find any non-halogen lamps that would fit. Oh, and then I found that non is the name they give their halogen oh, lamps. God. Anyway, there we go. So they have built 12,000 houses in Scandinavia, and they are now starting to build them in the UK. They build them in the factory, complete with cupboards, uh, cupboards and ovens and sockets all in place. Then they stick them on a lorry, take them where you want them, and then they, they put them up for you, presumably they've got some kind of giant Allen key that they, they bolt them all together with. Mm -hmm. And they reckon they can build three houses a day that way, which is pretty good. Now, people have complained, but I don't want a house the same as everyone else's house. I want, I want a, you know, a, a unique house to which the UK managing director, Graham Culliton, has said, if you want to buy a stone cottage with roses around the door, go and buy one. If you don't want to buy a Bocklock home, don't buy one. So, yes. I think well, it was quite yeah. intriguing because I read about this and then I read a letter in the paper I read about it saying that flat pack homes are nothing, are nothing new that in Port Stanby, when they built their first housing estate five years ago, you selected a plot and then choose one of these modular homes from a catalogue with a wide range of design, again, shipped out from Scandinavia, yes. erected by local builders. And they all look different from each other. They're all apparently very good quality, uh. prices suit a range of incomes. And I have a friend who's working in um, Port Stanley, lives there because his wife got a teaching job. And I said, well, is this right? And he said, yes, we live in one. It's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, so clearly, it's nothing new. It's new to the UK. Yes, new when to the UK. When it comes to housing, to we're rather behind everybody else, aren't we? Anyway, they start from 150,000 for a one-bedroom flat, which mm. I think is not bad. Although, quite how you build a one-bedroom flat on its own, I don't know. Or if you already live in one of their one-bedroom flats, if you suddenly get someone building another one on top of you during the day, it might be a little off-putting, or yes. underneath you, which is even worse. Yes, you know, you go to sleep on the ground strange. floor, wake up on the first floor. Yes. But it, but it does sound a good. Like, it sounds like it's almost a modern equivalent of of the prefab housing that went up after the Second World War when there was a credible housing shortage and they need to do something relatively quickly. Yes. Um, yeah. Huh. And well, I wonder if you can pack it up and take it with you when you move. Uh, no, but they say if there's a problem or if it needs refurbishing, just pack it up and send it back to us. But <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, just pop uh, down to the local Hermes Depot. Exactly. Yes. yes. Excuse me. I've got a package out here. I'd like you to send back to Scandinavia. Can you do that? <laughs> yes. How do you uh, do that? I I have absolutely no idea. Oh, well, Let us move on. I think it's time for a um, an app of the week, don't you? Oh, okay. Uh, it's this, I think. We haven't had an app of the week for quite we a while. We haven't, and this is for people with a fear of spiders. Um, among whom I count myself, not not a pathological fear of spiders. No, I'm but not I, keen on them either. I wouldn't go in a room if there was a spider in it, not a big one. I don't mm. like them. So this is based on the kind of aversion therapy. It's called Phobis, P-H-O-B-Y-S. Mm. And it's, uh, it's an augmented reality app produced by the University of Delft. Oh, no, sorry, that's something else entirely. Oh, no, no, the University of Delft, yes. I've got, I've got two things from them this week. And um, what it is, you, you, you let it uh, scan the surface in front of you, mm -hmm. and you look at your phone, and a spider appears 
on the table in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then on level two, it sort of wriggles a bit and walks around. On level three, it jumps onto the phone screen, which is really quite shocking. Yes. And, uh, and you sort of work your way through the levels, and then you can see it sort of crawling over your hand, multiple sc- spiders crawling over your hand. And you say you don't much care for spiders. I don't know. Yes. Are you going to try this? or would you? I have tried it. Um, oh. there, there is a sort of test mode where you can just try out uh, looking at a spider wriggling. I actually stumped up the £4.49 for the full 10-course mm. uh, thing. And, well, I've, I've tried it out a bit. I still think I'd be just as scared of spiders. Yes, so, it's, uh, it's odd. Because it you know odd. they're not real as well. Which I know they're not real, help. yeah. But that, well, it doesn't help. But seeing your own hand with spiders crawling out of it, it is fairly disconcerting, I have to say. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Yes, of course, I understand a great deal more about AR now because I was with you last weekend and you showed me your, your no, it's not called an octopus, the Oculus. Oculus, the yes. Oculus headset. Yes, yes. very exciting. Oh, it was exciting, really exciting. It? Yes, I went straight back yeah. and looked at the price and then decided perhaps I didn't like it that much. They're not, <laughs> not cheap. Uh, it was, I think, £300 for the basic one. Yes. If well, it had been 200 basic, I suspect I might, have, I might have gone for it. When you say basic, it's no more basic than the £400 one. It just has less storage. Yes, and you, you said it doesn't need. matter. No, you, you said that. But it, no, it was very exciting. And as you point out at the time, amazingly fast before you... You just believe it's real, even though yes. the images are not lifelike. Yeah, absolutely immersive. Yes, this, yeah. this is the Oculus Quest. Yes. We talked about it last, uh, what, before Christmas? Oh, when Christ I got yeah. mine. Yes. 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 The really interesting thing, of course, is it's incredibly amusing for the people who aren't actually participating. Yes, to watch it what absolutely is. is. <laughs> yes. Uh, on now, I think, to our crowdfunding time of the week. Oh, gosh, you want another one of these? Yes. Right. And this is a rather curious one. Do you remember a film called uh, Clocks, which showed uh, it was a 24-hour film? Oh, I remember hearing about it and oh. managing to not to go at the time when it was actually on. Right. Okay. It was a 24 which is more a calendar problem than a clocks problem. It is. And um, it showed clips from films in which that time yes, was I wanted to see it. It I was fabulous. It. Sounded, yes, you it told was, me. Huge entertaining, and they bled the, the soundtrack from one clip to another, which helped link them all together. Mm. And it was really fascinating. And I would love to buy a clock that had that on it, but of course, because of all the copyright involved, you can't get one. What you can get, or what you may be able to get soon, is the author clock, which is a clock, and each minute you get a different quote from literature. Mm. For example, um, 17 minutes to nine, said Thomas Flanagan as he cut the cards which Ralph handed to him, which apparently is a quote from Around the World in 80 Days. So they have gone through pretty much every book ever written looking for references to hours and minutes. They reckon there's a different quote for each minute. Wow. Well, they have to be quite short quotes, presumably. Less than a minute, was it? Yes, indeed. Well, it doesn't speak them to you. It shows them on the screen. Oh, we okay. spoke them to you. That would be really irritating, wouldn't it? That would be really irritating. Um, so it's on, it's on Kickstarter. You can get the small version for $109, which is about £80, or the large version for $219, about £160. I don't think they're going to meet their target because I can't see anyone who really wants one. But I like the idea of it. 
Mm. Don't you think it's a good idea? I think it's a very nice idea. It is, but you're obviously not, don't think it's nice enough to actually want one. No, I think I'd rather have a clock that just told the time. Mm. Well, even that's quite old fashioned now, isn't it? I suppose it is. Well, we still think, we still I, think clocks. I went, to, I went to a, um, a branch of Tesco um, the other day that I'd never been to before. Quite appalling architectural design. I mean, really awful, like a sort of pyramid roof that just seemed utterly pointless and yes. really an excrescence on the landscape when, you know, something just more warehouse-like would have been perfectly adequate and, and less obtrusive. But it did have a clock, yes. which is now so rare. And so I had to yes. give it marks for that. Uh, well, they try to make them look like village halls, don't they? That's why they put the, the cupola on with, uh, with a clock. Oh, okay. I think I that's, the, I think that's that. the aim of it, yes. A village hall selling all manner of things 24 hours a day. Okay. Exactly. That kind of village <laughs> right. hall. The kind of village okay. hall you wish you had. Yeah, okay. And finally, I promised you Ooh. another story from the University of Delft. So here it is. It's the Tyler system, which is an electric bike recharging system where rather than plugging the bikes in, mm. you, you, they recharge themselves through the, their kickstand. How? Because they, they connect the kickstand, a special kickstand that's connected to the battery and special charging points buried in the ground. It's not Ooh. cheap. So they, they, they are... Uh, starting these at 25 euros a month. But if you think of all of the electric bikes that are now parked around uh, around our cities, mm. they all have to be taken away to be charged up. Yes. If they can be charged in situ, yes. that would save the, the bike rental companies an awful lot. True, true. Though you have to say that you, uh, only in Holland will they sort of assume that you can put a bike on a kickstand and not fasten it to anything and it will still be there when you come back? Oh, no, they, you chain them up as well. Oh, OK. Or you right. park them in whatever dock right. you have. Well, it sounds like a clever idea. I think it's a very clever idea. And good old University of Delft coming up with two stories <laughs> this week. Yes, yes. yes. How often does the university get two mentions and get it? <laughs> well, we should find out next week uh, when Steve Catherine will be back with more gadgets and gizmos. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.